Hello to everyone out there and welcome to episode 7 of the Lobat Podcast. This week we are joined by Tyler and Mike from the band Emerald Beach. We talk about their new single titled Algorithms and the process of filming the music video for it. We openly admire the talents of their drummer Cliff and also share a few interesting tour stories. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you are tuning in from so you can be the first to know about new episodes. And now, here's our conversation with Tyler and Mike from Emerald Beach. You are now listening to the Lobat Podcast, a weekly show highlighting members of our local creative community and featuring topical conversations with members of the Lobat production team. We're your hosts, Casey House and Fabian Castaneda. Through our own experiences as musicians, visual artists, and business owners, we saw an opportunity to provide a platform for people just like us to deep dive into what it's like to pursue a lifestyle outside of the norm. Without further ado, welcome to the Lobat Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Lobat Podcast. Uh, me and Casey are joined here uh, with a couple members of the band Emerald Beach. We have Tyler Curling and Mike Baker. How are you guys doing? Chilling. Swell. How about you? I'm, I'm good. How are you, Casey? Uh, I'm overstuffed from Chipotle, but besides that, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> um, so before we get into anything, I want to immediately talk about the new, the new single that isn't out yet. But we've gotten to hear it. Mm. And, and, and by the time this all drops, it'll be out. So. Yeah. yeah. It was so... So I'm, I'm already a fan of, of y'all's. Uh, let that be known. Favorite song I have written down here, uh, Giving Away Something Beautiful. Mm. Love that song. Obviously released under Paragon. But uh, is that something you guys would still be playing? I wanted to know about that. So yeah. Um, ideally, the goal was to re-release that under Emerald Beach's name. Okay. We're just kind of waiting on the opportunity to do that. Um, as well as the single before that, Lost in Translation. So, okay, are you going to be doing any re-recording or just re-release? Just re-release for now. Um, we we were considering um, redoing Lost in Translation's drums, but other than that, yeah. Okay. Just all. Just because that was the only one we did do live. Yeah. Yeah, we did that all pre-recorded. Really? That was before Cliff even came on, mm-hmm. so. I didn't oh, know okay. that. Yeah. That, oh, that wow. single I mean, came out sounds and great. Uh, we had the other guy, Scott, and he just kind of looked through the drums and was like, yeah, it's good. Mm. Yeah. Well, a uh, new single is going to be called Algorithms, mm-hmm. and it's coming out March 26th. Mm-hmm. So uh, once this airs, it'll already be out. So definitely go check it out. Um, I had some questions about it. Um, mm-hmm. Before getting into the video, I wanted to talk about the song itself and kind of you guys did this with Beasley, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So kind of walk me through that process. And I'm also curious about how long ago you even recorded this. We sat on it for a while. It's uh, We had it for, I think we've had this song for about a year now. July 2019, Whoa. I think is when we recorded it. Yeah, a year and a half. Yeah, we've been sitting on (laughs) it. Um, So we did three singles at the same time. Uh, Takeaway was one of them, Mm -hmm. and then Algorithms as well. Um, And we got one more after this. So, um, so this one in particular, we went into the studio and we went like with nothing, like no, no, no riffs, nothing, just completely blank slate, and like did it naturally and decided just like where the song would go. We just let it lead the way, and so that's why all three of these singles are so different from each other. Yeah, it de- I can definitely hear the difference just between the two that are that mm-hmm. are uh, out right now. Is like, I I, I really I, I get almost like a Amorosa vibe from mm-hmm. from algorithms and the video. So I was trying to pick apart the lyrics and find a tie to COVID, which seemingly the video is is mm-hmm. inspired by. But now knowing it was written and recorded beforehand, it makes sense that I was like, I can't, I I, I don't hear the, mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't find the the correlation between it, right. Um, so recording with Beasley, that's, you guys have done all your stuff with Beasley, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, except for our very debut single, but, 
um, all the stuff since then has been with Beasley. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, your debut, who did that? Zach Jones. Oh, okay, really? Mm-hmm. Yo, what up, Zach? Big, uh, big My Enemies and I fan, so hell yeah, that's awesome. Oh, he's, he's listening, he cool has dude. to be. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, he's a big fan of, of ours, too, I'm sure. Exactly. Listens every week. <laughs> um, so as far as the, the song itself, uh, what was the inspiration behind what you were writing about at the time? Um, so you're talking like the actual song's meaning and like the lyrics Yeah, yeah, and the stuff. lyrics yeah. behind it. Um, so the song itself um, is disguised in a more general way um, where it's it's about like failed romance and like stuff. But actually, the song itself is about um, the difficulty of coming out on a on a very loud social media scene. Okay. So the struggle that artists face getting their name out there with all this like stuff, like promotions and like mm-hmm. ads and all that stuff, it's like a lot of noise. So that's kind of what the song's more about. Okay. On the secret side. So I mean, it's it's not really talked about enough, but yeah, like. Mm-hmm. It's cool that there's, you know, the availability with like social media and with uh, like Spotify and Apple Music that like anybody can hear your music, but it's also and anyone can put their music out. Everybody mm-hmm. else also has their music out. It's so, a gift and a curse. Yeah, absolutely. It's the double-edged sword. It's like how are you going to shine through all the other songs and everybody else? Right. So, um yeah. is that something that you guys have given any like thought to and like 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 what's something that you guys feel like you may be doing differently or that you're planning on doing differently to fix that kind of issue? So for me personally, it's finding a lot of personal, more personal satisfaction in our music than like trying hard to hit a specific like wave, you know? Mm. So I, I'm a firm believer that the natural, like, like the natural vibes we get put into the music from us will translate through all of the noise. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, I'm hoping that our, us going into this new sound this more like flowing and free and happier sound mm-hmm. will kind of like, hit that for people too, you know, like the same way that it hits that for me. So in terms of like how to break through that, that, that medium of getting through social media to get, to get out there, you either have to like digress and just release like vinyl or CDs and that's, that's it. Or just embrace it and hope you, you, you do punch through that ceiling. Um, so we just, we kind of just took a gamble and made fun of it and (laughs) just kind of hoped that we could like, breakthrough with it or breakthrough with something else and it just be part of the foundation you know right yeah and, and you're gonna have people relating to that like exactly you know, musicians and artists and things that they're also enjoying uh music and things like that um now we're recording this on what, march 19th there's a lot of music that's out today yes. like that just released today just today and i feel like that's gonna be a common thing moving for the next few months because all these all these artists and, and bands they recorded music because they couldn't mm. do anything as far as touring or anything like that. Mm. Um, how do you think that's going to shape how music looks like for the rest of the year? It it's it's interesting because like as it gets more and more um, oversaturated and like faster and faster, release cycles are getting shorter and shorter. It's it, it's difficult to tell where it will go. You know, at least from my perspective. From my perspective, I think um, like smaller groups are going to have their niche. You know, like they're going to have their following. Where like they're gonna like, hey, we're, we were, we released this this year, and people are gonna know about it, and they're gonna have that set community listening to their stuff, and if you know it clicks in their head enough, because I know I have um, albums that I I listened to from last year that just like still reverb to me now, mm-hmm. and they all came out during the pandemic, and I know like I know this year is gonna be the same thing. I'm gonna hear something new. I'm gonna like I'm gonna stick with that for a little while now. Is is that like a reason why y'all decided to like? release music like even like because y'all had something last year right we did 
Exactly. Yeah, we had, um, I forget the name. Takeaway. Takeaway. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's something that, that always like interests me, like is bands, dis- the decision to release music now or not release music now. Yeah. It's like, like that's obviously it has to be a discussion and a decision. Mm-hmm. We kind of got a, a weird hit with ours cause we released ours like the day before George Floyd's, um, mm. situation. And we, we didn't take it out or anything. We just didn't promote it anymore, you know, to kind of like help the, the feed not be cluttered with everything going on, you know, just let people do their thing. And, uh, it didn't get as much of a following, but you know, it's, that's what happens, you know? Yeah. And especially like with the rebranding and everything, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's like a start over, but like there's only so much that you can do right now. Obviously the, the, with it being not only flooded by music, but like the the times that we're living in and how crazy exactly politics and and everything that's going on COVID. There's just mm. there's a lot of a noise, but like uh, necessary noise mm. it, that like you don't want to be like, hey, come look at my album while oh. people are like oh, yeah. dying exactly. or whatever's happening. And sure. like I used to like I share memes all the time on Facebook and stuff. You know when that whole Black Lives Matter movement was going on and stuff i went i went quiet for them so i I didn't flood everybody with just stupid idiotic things when there's like real serious stuff going on right really you know with the whole especially the blackouts that were out on social medias we're like you know we're gonna take a day to just exactly not promote because there are more important things legitimately i literally blacked out yeah i didn't even want anybody to see me just let everybody else be part of the focus yeah and and i like for for me not to like you know get it's not even a political issue but Mm -hmm. I, i my decision that I made throughout most of 2020 was to like to basically do exactly that. I just decided to shut up and mm. listen and like learn from instead of feeling if in the past I've felt like I don't know vilified or whatever for for being white or which is stupid and and I realized it it made no sense but it was coming from a place of un uned- of uneducation yeah. right so I was like let me just be quiet for a while and just listen and pay attention and like see what I can learn. And there's so much that you learn from other people's experiences. It helped us a lot too, that our drummer um, grew up in that culture as well. And and had that. Yeah. And he really educated us and helped us with it. And uh, solid dude. We love him. I love Cliff so much. He's I was, uh, such a talented too, I, I, He's I, too good for his own good. I will, I will uh, absolutely admit I was upset whenever I was told he wasn't going to be able to uh, come yeah, he's today. Oh uh, yeah. He's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I've I feel so bad too because I've missed so many opportunities to I think we my former band played with you guys once or twice and both times so, something was going on where I had to leave and I didn't and, and I was oh, like yeah. Cliff came up to me and like talked to me and was like yo like 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 I'm so stoked for you to see mm-hmm. us and I was like I, I genuinely am stoked to watch you guys too and then something else came up. You know, things like that happen, you know, you can't uh you can't let it bother you, you know, and just hope for the next one, you know? That's yeah, I mean, this is definitely giving me perspective. Exactly. To be like, all right, I don't really care what else is going on. Yeah. And we were going to we were gonna open for Devil Wars Prada, too. Like, yeah. we kind of missed that. Oh, right, right no. The yeah. Was it, it was at Elevation. It was at Elevation. Elevation? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt. That yeah, that was a, a big lot. sting. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I feel like, I mean, every artist had, like, something they were looking forward to last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like I had a lot of friends in the music scene that had some really cool stuff going on, you know. I was getting some behind the scene news. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm really happy for you all. I hope it works well. And then nothing worked for and anyone. Then, yeah, yeah, just all got shot dead. So when quarantine started, um, we actually took a moment and got in, you know, my studio and started just writing. We were really like refining our sound and like going in and like trying to just define what mean what Emerald Beach means. 
And so I feel like it was kind of a blessing. The quarantine was kind of a blessing for us to get our cards together. Mm-hmm. And now, now moving forward into these singles coming up, like we're, we're really like excited for them, for everyone to just like feel it and be a part of the songs. And also just personally excited about our music too. So it's, it comes from, I feel like there's a lot more appreciation for releasing your music now, you know? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting too, as we've been doing these podcasts that's been kind of consistent mm. everybody has been like yeah these parts of it have sucked but it's given everybody the opportunity to like take a step back and be like all right well let me actually think this through and see what i was doing wrong what i could be doing better what mm-hmm. i was doing right and everybody seemingly is planning on coming out on top this mm. is a big cultural change for everything too like this yeah. really is gonna like 180 what we what, what some of us called the norm for a while there Especially in Virginia Beach, like I'm oh, curious definitely. about the unfortunate thing of venues closing down, and mm. they're like oh, as far yeah. as like a mid size or below venue, mm-hmm. it does, almost doesn't exist anymore. Well, as they're, the demand comes up, I'm sure that the venues will come back too. So. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. I'm mm. hoping it's going to be like a hey, we like the first couple shows back, no matter where they are and how expensive they are. Everybody's just like, I just want to go to a show. So do something. Exactly. You have like, people that like, or literally that maybe hadn't gone shows before, haven't seen live music before, and be like, man, I just want to do something. Right. Let's listen to music. <clears throat> like, I have, I have a feeling that's going to potentially help, um, like, the supply and demand in the area. I, I see yeah. house shows being more relevant now than they were before. House shows sure. are the best, too, so I hope. They, they're double-edged oh, swords, yeah. for sure. I love them. Sure. I swords. Them. <laughs> you know? For sure. You, you definitely lose a lot in, in production value, and you lose a, a lot in, like, security. Uh, yeah, and security safety. and sketchiness, too. Like, the, those ratios really go up, too. <laughs> like it's really weird, and then we're like, oh, we don't know if we want to do that again. But, but it's know. so sick, too, because you could have 30 people there, which normally would be like, oh, well, but they're like, here. there's 20 but people, you don't people even in know. the living room. And Everybody's it's just pumped. like, dude, yeah. it's just a place pops exactly. off. It doesn't matter. Like, I love that. There was an old, there's an old house we used to go to to play or watch house shows up by uh, University of Richmond. Um, I forget what they called it. Yellow House? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, that house was great. Yellow House was awesome. I we, saw, I saw Capstan and Belmont there. And that was I was such there. A, we, we were there. We were there. Yeah. Oh, that's how, so yeah, yep. uh, that was such a good show. We hung out with John Carteret that night too. Yeah. That was fun night. Yep. Yeah, that was a really good show. I guess that all of that, like the whole the whole situation with like quarantine and like all the stuff that went down, and that's I think that's kind of why we chose that theme for the music video mm-hmm. was finding that appreciation in in what we do and equating the pandemic to what we would consider the pandemic of social media. Okay, I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a cool that's, way to relate all that. That is that's interesting. In. And and you directed it, right? I did. That is really impressive because that video turned out phenomenal i did not know what i was doing really okay right. i want i, I want to ask i, I about knew that. what i was doing like at the end but like in the beginning like i remember the first day we shot um cliff's like um the, the, the newscaster the newscaster yeah. thing and uh we were i was i was trying to figure out what to do and how to how to like direct and stuff but like cliff was already in character he was just kind of doing his own thing <laughs> and i was like i really can't he he can't listen to me right now he's not in the moment um the only thing I had was everybody else, and I was trying to get everybody in in check. And uh, but by but by the second time when it was like the four of us doing stuff, it was uh, it was a lot more rigid and a lot more cut and cut and paste. Kind so of stuff. so when I watched it for the first time, the first thing that I noticed is like how how each scene really did flow into each other. Everything was related. How was the planning for that? Oh, the did you storyboard everything out? We yes. storyboard everything. Oh, okay. yes. That is so funny because like I was mentioning the casing. I was like, all the music videos I've shot, mm. or at least I, that, and I have in Revenant, like 
nothing is planned. We just show up and like, oh, that looks cool. Let's do this. Yeah, let's just figure and out like, how we can incorporate this. That would I I couldn't handle that. Like after experiencing like like my my like getting my toes wet with Lobat with with helping with video shoots and stuff. We're mm-hmm. working on a one right now with somebody that we're in the early stages of. But it's like I've been kind of learning about the like. The, why it matters mm-hmm. why it's like every single shot is already pre-planned and yes. it's like yeah stuff gets added and removed but it's mm-hmm. we know exactly what we're doing where we're going and why we shot enough like b-roll to to do like a like another half of a music oh, wow. yeah. mm-hmm. oh sure. So there's so much in there like some of the trailer that we just released like today's trailer um i i can see some of the clips and i'm like oh that's not in there how are they gonna know about that <laughs> and um it's whatever now but um i remember we uh we went in to, to go edit it, and uh, we were like, yeah, this isn't going to fit. And I felt bad about some of the scenes because I was like, wow, we put a lot of work into this, this one. This was a good scene. There was like a scene where like we all had like a, like a cheers, and then like the camera like came up to our cheers of us taking shots. Mm. And uh, we did like that. We did that take for like like probably 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Just trying, <laughs> to, get the right, just trying like, to get it right. Get and the then, camera to and go then up it didn't the fit, and there was the like, well, glasses. crap. That could, I'm, I'm sure that'll find, that, that find a place it, yeah. in, in a post or something later on. But it yeah. got, it got put in the trailer. So like that, okay. I was yeah. like, that's it the consolation used. prize for that one. Yeah, it's always like you think about when you're when you're recording things, like even if it's music, but like music videos in general. There's so many scenes that not not everything makes it. I'm pretty exactly. sure, like even before Join Revenant, like I think like Vane. Do you remember Vane? Like it was supposed to have a story. Uh, that was like six uh, years yeah, ago. Like, <laughs> literally, like the whole story got scrapped, so it just became performance. Oh, gotcha. So, like sometimes things just don't work out, so yeah. that just happens. The yeah. performance shots were obviously like the best part, like, dude. It went so smoothly. Yeah, we like, cleaned out that garage. We put a nice rug down, like a brand new, just bought yeah, from we Ollie's. Ollie's rug. rug. How much did that rug cost? Oh, uh, like what, fifty bucks? Ollie's yeah. is where you get rugs. Is that this that, rug, yeah. Ollie's. Really? They got, they got rugs, rugs, like, rugs everywhere rugs. else are yeah. so expensive. Rugs are like hundreds of dollars. I don't understand the pilot for archer because like didn't they have like a dead hooker or something that they had to like roll up in a in a i remember there was an archer episode they had that and i'm like why are you upset about this just go to ollie's like, <laughs> you could is, you could just get, get a new really one nice rug there at ollie's yep. you know they are the bargain outlet they really are and like it was a good pattern i loved it and like it we did room. that we put lights up and the stuff. room looked Every, really cool oh, i was so aesthetic Whose house Every, was it at it was at our house yeah. okay everything was shot at our house yeah. okay um yeah everything was mm-hmm. literally yeah, everything yeah yeah yeah, um, I mean, you guys were like super comfortable in the area, so I could mm-hmm. tell that it was probably yeah. someone's house. It was definitely. Uh, nice. Mike, you got some moves when you're jamming on the oh, bass, man. man. Yeah, that, you got uh, some that, moves. That, that booty shot. I was like, wow, that's a that's a that's a bold play I, there. I do have a I do have a gigantic ass. I got to mm-hmm. show off. So got that gotta, dump truck. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta let people know I'm I'm frumping. He's you got know? that mm-hmm. Pixar mom ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the the uh, I agree with Fabian that like it was it was very clear from start to finish like that there was like. Like like a plan and where where it was heading and and I especially love for the last chorus whenever everybody's together mm-hmm. all the B roll shots really keep the energy up and like it just it just made it fun and I I need to know where you got your fur <laughs> yo I have a story so I knew I knew the next video we were gonna do I wanted to do a fur coat okay I really wanted to get on the hall that was pre planned yeah awesome. I knew I was like I was like point. I'm gonna do it like I wanted to I wanted to pull a card from Hollow Notes I was just like I want to be Hollow Notes so I I didn't find this coat until like two days before the shoot like I was oh, like searching you were searching crunching. yes <laughs> every every thrift store Every thrift store, mm-hmm. like all the way at, from the, the peninsula, Virginia Beach, all of it. I looked and I finally found it. And it was like 20 bucks. Hell and yeah. I almost didn't get it. Like I saw it and I was like, I don't like that there's like lines, like, like there's like 
lines where the fur isn't at. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that. You yeah, can't even no, see it. Yeah. You weren't even, yeah, you couldn't even see it. So like, I but then know about that eventually right I was like, no, I got to go get it. So I like ran back the next day and it was, it was still, still there. there. <laughs> did, every, did everybody else know that you were going to be showing up in that? Or did you walk in? And everybody was like, he Yo. told me and I was like, I don't believe you. And then he showed up and I was like, I believe you. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the perfect pop. That was yeah. a, it, that was needed was for that the, part. The, the it was sprinkling on the donut. So mm-hmm. hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I'm sure. So hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. By the time he got on there, when like all three of us had already like sweated everything out, the cameras had been rolling, the lights are on, and everything is hot. You know, we couldn't open a window, and like he's just in there in a in a fur coat, and I'm like, yeah. yeah it was also just a tad too small for me. Like, Ooh. so oh, man. but I was playing a guitar too. You're like, yeah. I was the like, strap uh, kind of came was, off of his guitar too, and I was like, you need to get yeah, strap one, blocks, one take on. strap came off. You don't have strap blocks, so he funny, just got them. I just, I just got the guitar too. That's You've gone this whole time uh, without strap blocks. No, 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 no just got no, no, just his guitar. That guitar yeah. I had didn't have strap blocks. Oh, okay, and, the, and like the strap just came off one shot, and I was like, yeah. Oh, and that's the the telly with the yeah, yeah, the sandblasted. Yo, that looks sick. It's my baby, and it like it like matches your. Your coat now. Oh yeah, <laughs> we almost I probably it. won't wear that again though. That was hot. Uh, that, that needs to be. You have to wear it everywhere you go now. Every should be part of your uh, uh, persona now. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I'll wear it next show. Come when the shows come back, I'll hit the first one. It's, gonna, gonna, be it's gonna. It's gonna jacket. be like late summer too, so mm. it's, it's gonna be nice and warm. Cliff oh, yeah. retired the finesse hat, so we need a new thing. He did. Yeah, we have. We he always wears like the same hat every mm-hmm. show. I think the only one he didn't was the first one, and uh, and he was like, yeah, it was my aunt's and. He lost it for a while, and he's like, "Yeah, I think I'm about retiring it anyway." And he found it right before we started shooting again. I was like, mm. "Oh hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah!" I mean, Cliff definitely has has a look, so I mm. feel like everybody needs to have their have their thing. Yes, mm. their niche. Yeah, their their little hole. So you're very lucky that you only had to do what the last chorus and yeah. the, and, yeah. and the fade yeah. out of the song, yeah. basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you really didn't have to do that much. Mm-mm. And it was funny when we shot that shot in particular with all the people jumping in the performance shot. That was mm-hmm. all one shot. And um, it started with Cliff, and then we would let Cliff play until the chorus, and then Matthew would jump in. And then I jump in, and And then then Tyler jump in at the end. So the whole time time that that performance shot is being shot, I'm just below the camera, ducked down (laughs) like this, like like hiding down there, and like just waiting for it. I can't see them, and I'm just listening for my cue, and it's hot. And then (laughs) just imagine standing like that for two minutes in a fur coat. And then when it finally comes up, I'm I'm like, I just jump up to the camera. You you jump up and like your knees give out because you've been squatting for so long. Oh no, I wasn't ready. (laughs) My old legs. My leg. Um, I I wanted to. I've been wondering this for forever. Um, you mentioned the the meaning of Emerald Beach, and I want to know the meaning of Emerald Beach, and then why the 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 name change. Mm. There was a so. The name change came from from another band. Um, there is another Paragon out there oh, in really? the world. Yeah, and um, they're uh, the speed metal band from like Berlin. So nice. they're they're super cool. They're from like the nine like they're from the nineties, I think, or something a little earlier. And awesome. um, they had been like they had been like nothing out for like decades, right? Mm-hmm. So we we're like we we might be okay. Casey, this sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. How oh, can we yeah. give them Hellkid too? Oh, so. really? <laughs> so they were oh, they, re- oh. they released a new album and they start they released a new album and they're like headlining festivals in Germany. And I'm like, "Oh, no." But yeah. it also helped with us too cuz we were changing sounds too and it was kind of mm-hmm. weird we were going from like an alt an alt rock band going to that and then like an R&B like fusion going mm-hmm. to that. So it, it made sense to change the name mm-hmm. for sure cuz we were we were thinking about something that was going to vibe and really mm. like stand out, and it sounded really local too. You know, being from the beach area, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I didn't want to say you know 
like just Green Beach. You know, it's like what's what's a good name for Green Emerald? So is it not? So it's not a Sonic reference. It's not. Okay. It's not. Uh, we we saw just got super upset. I, yeah, I, like, I do think it's a Mario Kart like court though. Not I, I, no, it. I think you're thinking of Pe- Peach's Beach or. or no? It's know. it's Sonic, right? Yeah, it's it Sonic. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's Sonic. Oh yeah. Well, no, okay. it's not. A Sonic I, th- I think it's. I I think it's not one of the main ones. It was like from like Sonic Advance or something, <sighs> but. I'm pretty sure Emerald Beach is a Sonic thing. Okay. Well, that's kind of sick. I'm kind of cool. Oh, I'm kind of yeah. okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> and, un- until <laughs> until you get another uh, DMCA or whatever. And, and right. It's like, well, uh, take I really three. Hope, I really hope not because believe it or not, there are no Emerald Beach bands out there. We, hmm. That's the gets kind it of. should the, be good. You yeah. should be good then. Yeah. Yeah. We were hoping. There's an Emerald uh, with Royce or whatever. Tyler Carter's new uh Oh, yeah. He has, project. New, oh, yeah. he has a new project? He does. Yeah. yeah that's he just released some music. Oh. Yeah. Revenant had a uh, y- y- y'all too, right? That's yeah, why we, it's yeah. RVN. That's why it's run. That's now. why it's yeah. Really, we don't know what our band is. Yeah, there seems was, to be the rite of passage. Exactly. No, there <laughs> Just was change evidently, your name. It's fine. evidently there was like some uh, bar band or something like that in like Louisville, Kentucky that had a trademark. Mm. Mm. So like, whatever. What can you do? What can you do? Exactly. Were, were they a similar uh, style? Yeah, there. I mean, it's just it's trademarked as under like. Music entertainment. Well, sure, yeah. So but, like, but were they were they also like a metalcore band or? No, no, no. They're like a, like old people. Oh, like old people rock man, band. Get over yourself. Fogies. Exactly. So and it's what's crappy is like, like it wasn't even they didn't even like come at us. Just Facebook just deleted our page. Really? Just uh. said, hey, you have this many days to change your name, and then like the next day it was like just delete. Wow. Right, I, I right, before, I that. right before the band, like, like it was like a month or two before the band was going to release the debut EP. It happened that early. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, the band, like, just, this is before media. I was in the band, but we, the band had CDs printed that spelt out Revenant. Yeah, all the all the original. And then they had to print more that were. I um, think the one that I got still said Revenant. So yeah, because you're probably one of the first ones. I wish I. Oh well, yeah, the second batch uh, spelled out RVNT. Mm. Yeah. That's, wow. I mean, that's kind of like. The whole algorithms thing, you know, like you got to change something if it's mm. too similar. And, because uh, of like the, dude, the name makes so much sense now too. I I just put that together in my head too. Ooh. Oh man, it's all it's, it's so well thought out. It's almost like when I told you what the music video was about. <laughs> Initially, uh, so the the music video <laughs> wasn't going to be a pandemic thing. We we had written something back in October. Uh, we were going to do like before, and I was like, I was really gunning for it. I was dying on that on that mountain for that one. It was going to be a Shrek wedding kind of thing, <laughs> like an old Renaissance themed wedding. Wait, so like actually using Shrek or just not Shrek? Theme? Just okay. like I guess like a who was going to be Shrek? Like a, like a peasant marrying a princess thing, and like okay. and like the whole like d- dynamicy of that, like how that was going to work out mm-hmm. and like looking at what we needed and like we were going to do, we were going to have CGI and some, and I was like, Ooh. Oh, uh, we could do that. And like, we were looking at the list and how much it was going to cost just for costumes. And I was like, ow, ow, <laughs> ow. Yep. Mm. Oof. And then pandemic happened and we couldn't get enough people in. And I was like, yeah, no, we can't do it anymore. We got to do something else. What, what can we do? What it worked out so much we better do? though. It worked it out so much better. I mean, I definitely enjoyed how you were able to accomplish it with like small group people that you had. Exactly. Now, one thing I did notice in the, in the video was the, uh, the shoulder dance thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So oh, how yeah. was coordinating yeah. that with like 10 plus people? I just, we just had the camera shooting at them. And then I just kind of like, we, we both kind of like did it. Mm-hmm. And then they watched us do it. We did a couple practice runs with the song playing. And like, mm-hmm. we just like follow the beat of the kick. 
That's all we told him. Just I would have just put out like a metronome and be like, just, just, just do it with the metronome. That's it. I we wanted we wanted the song playing. We wanted them to know when their cues were. So mm-hmm. it helped that it was like, it helped that it followed the beat. Mm-hmm. We were gonna plan on doing like a full like, like a deal. full choreographed yeah. dance. Like me and Cliff are gonna plan Ooh. one just to like <laughs> wow. just to flex happened. on the haters and and me and Cliff couldn't <laughs> find the time. And, yeah. And I was like, all right, I got something else. And like that was like improv, like last second. Really? Yeah. And like I, I haven't had an opportunity to talk to Cliff much. He seems like a dude that could be dancing all the time. He, could. he can dance. He can. Da- yeah, he can I dance saw it, like, too. like I in, in the beginning too. Oh, oh yeah, he can like dance. ridiculously. If his friends don't dance. Dude, sax skills they are don't nuts. dance. They're, they're no friends. He's of very mine. good. At oh, wow. He uh, another song. Uh, I think it came out today from Dead Friends that he's mm-hmm. he's on. Yep. Uh, and I I heard the sax and I was like, that's really funny because. Y'all song and everything, and I was like, I, I just made me think of Cliff. And then I watched the credits, and I was like, Oh, it's awesome! There he is. Yeah, we saw it and we heard it, and I was like, There's, there he is. Just Boy, spreading his sax everywhere. Saxy man. How much, does he play other sax instruments? All over everybody. Drums and saxes. Is there he anything plays else? Drums and sax. Um, he can sing. Um, no, what else I'm sure he's got something else in his back pocket. He, he was trying to play a man of many talents. Yes, so many talents. Play tambourine like nobody's business. Oh, I'm oh, sure. You know, I'm sure he can hit that triangle like mm-hmm. like, uh, like it's well, like it owes Casey, money. In the video, he was playing the tambourine while drumming. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. that is impressive. He he, he he did a a, a fill that involves uh, a bit of a roll with one hand in the video. I was like, wow, well, okay, all right. Just flexing. Suspensive disbelief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, he definitely did that. <laughs> I was going to hear this part and go bigger. <laughs> so this this is your first video. Yes. Why? <laughs> like what 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 made you take on that i'm glad that you did because the video is sick but what made you take on that role oh man uh i i've always wanted to do like i've always had crazy ideas go on for like music videos and just concepts in general and and tyler's like yeah do it do just, this just like, do it just, just take it just did take you have any equipment or did you have to buy it all oh so like we, we had our friend zach shoot everything and we edited it through zach like okay i i just i just like Told him where to point it. You you directed. It. I directed. I literally okay. just directed it. He was he was holding the camera. I was just telling him where to hold it at. He's he's who has the the DP credit, right? Yes. Okay. He he is the one who is in charge of that. I uh, I don't know anything about camera angles and and aperture and and my focus and stuff and my ISOs and especially editing. Like I don't even have editing software. <laughs> you just you just had the vision. Yes, I just had the idea. Okay. And he made it happen. Like all that. Yeah. Like. I directed it, but that's that's his that's his eye. Mm-hmm. That's my okay. that's my brain processing the eye, but that's his eye. So the editing was through him, or it was like a like a mixture. It was through him, but we I just kind of like I directed him through the editing process. We, we as were well. involved in that. We were all process. involved. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me, Tyler, and Cliff were we're all in that. So after this experience, how do you feel about doing another one? I'd uh, love to. Really? You, yes. You, you, jumping at the, the idea. Is yeah. that? It's the third single gonna have a video yes yes is we it gonna to. be directed by you yes mm-hmm. and it's in this it's in the garage too maybe yeah really we need extras for it so like this is this is you guys and this is a call out to to the to the microphone people who are <laughs> listening in if they want to they want to get in on this they gotta message us and they gotta let us know i'm sure the song will be just as killer you said it's different is it happier vibe sadder vibe it, yes i think it's i think it's like kind of got some attitude to it Ooh, it's, it's got, got, some, got some, spice. Yeah. some bite it's a little, <laughs> a little spicy bitier. it's a little spicy <laughs> okay yeah. And the uh, more the merrier for the extras too, by the way. And it it uh it may or may not connect to the other singles we've put out under Emerald Beach so far. Okay. We're gonna try it may, it may or may not be the uh the final piece to the puzzle. So I can't wait for y'all to one release that, but re-release the other music because I hate that I can't hear the old songs oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, they came down. Yeah, they, that's, yeah. The, the they're on YouTube core. still. 
Yeah. Which is where I listened to them yesterday because yeah. we we went through all the videos and all the the old stuff, yeah. and mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, this uh, giving away something beautiful is just that's such a good song. I love that song. Believe it or not, that had a different chorus when we recorded it the first time. It did. We we yeah. changed it up completely. Yeah. Was that a uh, uh, in studio with Beasley type mm-hmm. of type yeah. of deal? Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. like he changed up that, and then like the whole song for condensed breathing. Yeah, condensed breathing got a total rework shop, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. those are the only two that really. Yeah, the other ones were in. the same as the demos. Yeah. So. Yeah, we. Uh, um, I just came off recently working with him. We're going back up uh, a little later on, and he's. I couldn't recommend him. It's funny. We just uh, yeah. with Cam, we were just talking about Beasley, and here we are. Mm. Uh, Beasley, here you go again. A little bit more praise. <laughs> yeah, he, <man. laughs> he's, I, I remember like the last day we we were finished recording and stuff. Uh, he, he his studio is right next to the Mellow Mushroom there in Richmond. He's like, mm-hmm. "Yo, let's go, man. It's happy hour. Let's go do it." <laughs> oh, yeah. We got all know. messed up on sour monkeys and stuff, and he's like, "Yo, I got some tequila shots for us too, dude." And I'm like, "No," <laughs> and like we, I had a tequila shot, and then all those and the sour monkeys and and the Italian sub, but just uh, I was. I was out. I was, I was blitzed. <laughs> Cliff had told me too about uh, before you guys went up there mm-hmm. um, that you guys were going up there with nothing, nothing. Yeah, nothing. There. Which mm-hmm. uh, terrified me because I was in the planning stages of of like writing stuff and going up mm-hmm. uh, afterwards, and I was like, I couldn't imagine just going and being like, let's just write a record together. That like like mm-hmm. what what if you like I don't know, hit a wall or whatever, and it just doesn't happen. Obviously, it didn't. You guys came out with phenomenal right. music, but. I find that hitting the walls is kind of what makes the best moments in music. Like, okay. Yeah, because I, I couldn't recommend doing that enough. Like, if the producer is down to, like, really workshop music, I couldn't recommend it enough. It just opens your eyes to tons of millions of different possibilities that a song can go to. And mm. I find that it allows you to open your mind to allowing the song to go wherever it, it wants to go, you know? Mm. And okay, I couldn't, like, recommend it enough. It, it totally changed my perspective on writing. And now it's like... Whenever I hit a roadblock or a rider's block, it's like, oh, okay, now I know this next part's going to be even sicker because it's got to be in the pot just a little longer. Mm-hmm. So that's that kinda... actually makes perfect sense too, because um, like if you're writing by yourself, I feel like you are you have a vision in your head already, and you're like, I want to make this sound. Oh, yeah. So you're writing that sound, mm-hmm. but you go to a producer, even though if you go with music that you already have, mm-hmm. if you go with an open mind and are okay with things changing. It takes on a whole new life, and so mm-hmm. going there with nothing, I I, yeah, I can't even imagine how freeing mm. that could be. It's just like it's just creativity. It's yeah. like, hey, I heard this song, I think it's sick. Uh, this is a riff I worked on, and then next thing you know, it just builds and builds it, and it builds. It comes out, and I, next thing you know, you got a song. It's. I remember Cliff didn't want to bring the saxophone too. Like I was like, yo, dude, bring it, bring, bring the, the bring the alto, do it. And he's like, I don't know, man. I don't think we're gonna play it. And I'm like, oh, we are. <laughs> sure. So did did you hear uh, uh, Peach Club before mm-hmm. doing that? I did. Okay. Um, I don't think it was part of the music that we played prior to writing, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is interesting that it turned out in that way. Yeah. We listened to a lot of like, like, sixties and seventies funk. Okay. Yeah, that was Ooh. kind of like the driving point. I yeah. think Cliff was like, "Hey, I want to take, I want to take what we have and put it under pocket." So, which he's phenomenal at that, really at that at pocket that. drumming. I, I literally, I, I like, I heard the new music and I was like, "That's a lot of Cliff." I will <laughs> never, I will never play with another drummer. It's He's gotta be phenomenal. I will quit if he does. Like I, I he cannot Just go. Such an interesting I element to bring guy. to our music, mm-hmm. and so it's cool mixing those two worlds together and realizing that there is a lot of similarities between them. Mm-hmm. So it, it just works out. Yeah, us. I mean, I, I hear a, a, a lot of a lot of different influences. There's there's like Paramore. There's uh, um, there's uh, Amorosa, and then there's like all the just like 
funk in general, just like anything that's just like kind of makes you like, ooh, mm. I like this. It kind of makes me want to move, bob my mm. head a little bit. And that's it's Emerald Beach. That's it's, the magic of going in raw, like with nothing. Like splash of water, you know? Yeah. <laughs> add water. Good yeah, little. I mean, I I I'm kinda in the I I've always been the type of person to be like, you always want something to work off of when you're going in the studio, mm-hmm. whether it be like just a single riff or something like that. But I guess, you know, going in just saying like I uh Revenant just recently um went to the studio and we actually like we we spit out three songs, but one of them was like we we met with a producer mm-hmm. and we showed him some riffs and he was like, "Well, why don't we just start from scratch?" <laughs> like, you know, these are all cool, but like, I'm just trying to like write something cool. That and was we his quiet like, way of being like, "I'm not inspired by any of this." I mean, <laughs> fair, it happens. But yeah, I mean, the song ended up being pretty cool. It just mm-hmm. took a little bit longer than we expected, but like, you got to be patient with that kind of stuff exactly. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um. It's all a process, and when you just kind of let it go and just have faith in your ability to get it there and the, and the song leads you. It's just, it's always awesome where it goes, I think. So especially when you do work with a producer that's mm. been at it and like knows like when to, when something is good mm. and not right. Good, so, right. Oh yeah. Beasley's it, really good at that. Yeah. You got to yeah. go to somebody who you, you, you're like, you know what? I'm comfortable handing this to you and just being like, let's like, like your input matters to mm. me. If you go to somebody that hasn't written music that you, or, or been a part of music that you care about or, or it, it depends on what you're looking for, I guess, because some people go to the studio with just like, I want to press, I want you to press record. Right. And then some want to collaborate. So if you're going to collaborate and you're going to somebody who has music that you respect and you can just be like, I, your opinion on this matters so much to me, you can collaborate so well and, mm. and do exactly what you guys did and write new songs. He heard our singles and stuff and was like, yeah, I really want to get you out here and record with you. And, um, we, we had the all of middle ground pretty much shop workshopped and we went in there and he was like yeah I, I dig all of this and we cut and paste a lot of it we changed a little bit and then um we we trusted will beasley enough that that we were just like just go in nothing mm-hmm. like mate i think we only had like one song demoed and we didn't even use that song yeah it terrified <laughs> me to death going in i loved first it, time. it i was loved like, seeing him like that yeah i was like i was like <laughs> was we so can't fun. just have nothing we like, can what am i gonna <laughs> we do we can and but like before that i had like a lot of issues with like just like holding on too tight to the demos mm-hmm. so it's like it was really cool to go in there and just be like like just watch that watch that wash away mm-hmm. and like now coming back and sitting in and writing new music now for Emerald Beach, it's just like so open. And I'm like, wow, this was like the experience that I needed. I couldn't recommend it enough. So, and there's something that happened, at least for, for, for me, there's something that happens whenever I play other people's music. Like I'll play a cover or something mm-hmm. and I, I will hit my drums so much harder and I will play so, with so much more like gusto and passion and whatever, because I'm a fan of that song. Mm. And then going to, to Beasley and having like, the songs change bits and pieces here and just add these little things or even have a song completely change. I then became a new fan of the song as opposed to me having a hand in writing it originally. And I, it's, I've been sitting on it for however long I got tired of it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, it almost feels like I'm playing a cover, but it's, mm. it, it's not, but it comes with that same energy. So I, I love that. Mm. It's beautiful. Um, so I wanted to, uh, um, you said that you have three songs total. Is that, that that's everything that's recorded. You have the two singles that, or by the time this comes out, released, mm-hmm. and then the one new one. Do you have other yeah. music you're sitting on, or? Oh, we have. So we have so much music. Um, <laughs> I was like, really? You said you wrote as soon as everything. Oh yeah, down. yeah. We have. We have. We've been writing since like we started, and we kind of haven't really stopped. Mm. Um, it's just been coming out. We we have like maybe an album and a half. Like yeah, what? Just like a full just, length, just like sitting. Length. Not not like an actual full length. No, no, like, like enough like, music to fill one. Like ten tracks. 
no, yeah, <laughs> you shut up, Tyler. We have ten tracks, like just sitting in one demo EP in his iTunes, and then just a bunch of other raw stuff we've had going on. All right, so what's happening with that? Because <laughs> so we, we write it, and then it's just like that. So we have it, and um, we went we went in and did this stuff with with Will, and so we've got these three singles that are completed, completed, ready to be released, and from there we've got this bank of songs where it's like I'm. I'm really digging the vibe on them, so we'll take those. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking we'll do, we'll block them out into like pieces and just put them out. And then um, okay. we also have music that we wrote post Beasley, um, these three singles that we're sitting on for even future, more future. So, man, that's got to be such a good feeling mm. it's having, to yeah, just it's have all this pile. stuff. It's like we have we have music that's coming out, and we have other music that like will come out at some point probably. Mm-hmm. But like, who knows? Part yeah. of it's also like. Tyler has his own studio and stuff, and mm-hmm. so we'll record like the demos through him, and and like we'll like well let's see if we can bring him to Will Beasley or something. And part of it is like we don't we don't know if we can bring the full length and afford it. But now that we're like he's getting better producing and recording, mm-hmm. we're starting to be like yo like let's see what you can do. Let's see if you can do it. Like I believe in you, and that's yeah. that's kind of how like we're we're trying to move forward now with mm-hmm. it, right? Like yeah, I mean a, a mix and master is is a lot cheaper than going out and recording. So exactly. It's that everything homemade is just right. I yeah. feel like I, I feel like in general though, like because of the pandemic, people were be, becoming a little bit more self-sufficient of and course. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His learning curve got so much more improved. Well, I've been, I've been dabbling in producing since like 2013. So I've been like really hammering that in kind of on the back mm-hmm. for a while. And now I'm, I'm reaching this point now where I feel like I may, I may be able to self produce uh, fully all the way up to the mastering. Wow. Um, I can't master, like I'm not super confident in my mastering, but mm-hmm. um, I would send it out for mastering. But we we are thinking about t- going self-produced for a while just to maximize song output. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We kind of randomly, like last weekend, we went to Guitar Center and came back and he was like, yo, I kind of want to write a song. And I was like, yeah, sure. What kind of song? He's like, we could do like a you know heavy song, you know, just not not not, not anything from Emerald Beach, just something heavy for both of us. Just, mm-hmm. like, We're just right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember like, I remember we would we would say that back in like 2014, 15, 16, whatever, and I'd be sitting there for like hours listening to him like get the right drums and stuff, and like five minutes, all right, let's record. Um, he'd already have all the drum tracks ready. He'd have the tone ready. I'm like, dude, like you are so much better, like so much faster at this now. Even just like writing beats for like SoundCloud. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm on it. He'd take all night to write a beat, and then like 10 minutes later, he's like, all right, let's track it. Like I don't even have anything written for it yet. I'm like, well, what are we doing? So you are doing live drums? Yes. You have a space for live drums and, and everything. Garage, uh, that's being yeah. built right now, yeah. I just wow. got the cable snake um, that can reach to the garage, mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting on mics now. So once that's going, I've I've already tracked at the house, drums at the house with um, with Gonzo, mm-hmm. um, but moving forward, I'm trying to get that all all set up. So. Yeah, that'd be sick. Mm. It's definitely nice having somewhere where you can like demo at bare minimum at demo bare everything minimum, down. Yes, and then it when you get to a point where it's like, yo, I kind of want to release this. Yes, oh yeah, like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, that's we've already got. We've get. already got diffusers and stuff in the garage. We just need to soundproof it just a little bit more and get that reverb just just right. That mm-hmm. that room sound mm-hmm. is just it's just almost there. It's almost there. So, do you have anything that you've recorded start to finish? Like everything is is tracked. Oh yeah, all of these songs that we have, like this album. Album mm-hmm. and a half of songs are fully tracked. Really? Wow! Yeah. Like part of them are. Like well, I, I think like we have like some that are just like rough, like up to the like, chorus. Yeah, up to the chorus, or like you're like I don't know about this part. You know, it's just of kind course, of a, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, progress. But some of them are like yeah, done, done. Yo, let's just yeah. redo this and track it again the the, the right way. I'm like yes. 
Did you do any of that stuff with Until the Wind Shifts or any other projects, or did it kind of start with? So it was kind of happening Until the Wind Shifts. Until the Wind Shifts, all all of our music was demoed through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, the Imagine Impact album, I I produced. I didn't okay. I, I didn't mix and master though. That was Zach Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of already dipping my toes in it. It wasn't nearly as like I wasn't as proud of it then but like look, looking back it's like i was kind of doing it then and now i've just kind of really started to polish it so it's really looking back at it it's like a stepping stone mm-hmm. you're just like wow i was able to do that at this point in time mm-hmm. you'll be able to look back and see what you have now and you're like mm-hmm. wow yeah there's definitely some progress it mm-hmm. definitely helped going to will beasley and seeing how he did things and like oh yeah he, he learned yeah. so like much from a brain like in his head how it works and he's like yeah i, I yeah he, he got a lot of good experience out of going there i think we all did really um and so with that also you guys have been around forever Mm-hmm. Um and been in bands for years and so something I've 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 asked previously and I, I I love the stories that come out of this. Uh, if you had to think of like the craziest tour story or show story or anything like that, like the things went crazy, things went bad, whatever it could be, uh, it could be from this project or previous projects. What comes to mind? Do you want to, Do you want to go first? <laughs> I'd love to. Which one are we telling? I was going to do the why story. I'm really the glad something story? immediately okay. popped in your head. Okay, that, that, yeah. that, that, that grin, like that grin made me really excited. <laughs> so it was our first tour with Emerald Beach. Um, uh, we were playing with Dead Friends and stuff. It was the last day. We were in Salisbury, Maryland. We all had Y memberships except Tyler and our our videographer Zach, who went with us, and uh, and Matthew, Cliff, and I would. Uh, uh, We'd all go in and stuff. We'd all work out. Like, we'd all get up at separate times. I think me and Matthew got up together at one point, and then Cliff just kind of rolled in, would finish working out with us and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go hit the showers, and uh, we'd all shower together, but not, like, together. Nice. Like, you know, the dividers and mm-hmm. stuff always kept yeah. us apart. And um, the Salisbury, Maryland one, that one did not have any dividers. Oh, wow. boy. Um, Tyler picked up on it first, and we were all sitting in the sauna chilling out, and I saw him walk past the sauna to go shower, and I was like, what's he doing? And he walked away, and like I'm like, oh, he missed out. We didn't all shower together, and I realized why. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I guess we're getting to this point now. We're, we're, gonna, have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to look at each other. Um, I didn't mind. <laughs> Everybody else was they were iffy about it. Um, you know, it's just. I think what surprised me the most is Zach was like totally down. Like, yeah, he was like, oh, hell yeah. And I was like, like yo, let's go. Let's like, go. Like, I'm stoked. Like, let's do this. Okay. I love showering with the homies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like, talk no, about anybody's work. That's theirs. That's theirs to talk about. <laughs> Ladies, you can hit them up about it. But uh, that was the talk of the tour for him. That was your I was about to say, that is like minute. such like a turning point. Of yeah, like if you see touring. each other's dicks, yeah. like, you know like, you're stuck with you're each stuck, other. Exactly. You, know? you reach a whole other level of comfort. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so 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 you were the only you missed out on it. He he, or, he, he didn't want to go. I didn't want to. He didn't want to be a part. He, I he didn't want to be a part of it. He chickened out. I know he's got it. I know he's got something. Mm-hmm. I know he's carrying. You know. <laughs> I know he's packing. He's he's <laughs> interesting. Okay, <laughs> ladies <laughs> or gentlemen, whoever uh, floats the boat. Mine, right. mine goes back. Uh, mine goes back towards uh, towards the until the wind shift stays. Uh, okay. Um, we were on a tour with Drop the Girl, and um, it was the Hotline Spring tour. It was the only tour we did. I think we did like a little one off one. Oh, day, I but... remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I th- I, we, I I think I played the the, the kickoff of that uh, at Shocker Virginia yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. I I, I, could, I get the, the pink flyer, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good show. Go ahead. So we we were stuck in Raleigh. 
for mm-hmm. like forever. Like drop the girls van broke down and so they had to like chill with us and like we had to drive them in our van like <laughs> all the way to the hotel. That's like like a band of six plus a band of four in our oh, van. No. In a little itty bitty like <laughs> six seater. Yeah. Yeah, seven seater or whatever. So we stay we pull up. Oh y'all this... y'all were in the, the conversion van, right? Yeah. Yeah, the first conversion Ooh, van. Oh no. The Dodge. Yeah. Okay. I mean you know, there's, <laughs> a lot, there's a lot of floor room in those. Yeah, there was. There was. Um, <laughs> was that before Ethan or was Ethan in the band at the time? No, no that was Gonzo. So yeah. So yeah, we uh, we pull up to a, a hotel to stay the night there since obviously we can't sleep in the van because there's mm-hmm. not enough room. Right. Um. So we get in this hotel and we uh someone goes in and gets the hotel and then we sneak everybody in one by one to just stay in this little two bed hotel, mm-hmm. twelve dudes, and there was a gas station in the parking lot that sold liquor all night. Mm-hmm. Bad idea. Wow, what a combination. (laughs) Bad idea. It got really bad very quick. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't there for that. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's right. Matthew Matthew took over. Our Matthew took over for me. I was was in school at the time and... Mm. uh, yeah, that's kind of why we started hanging out with him because yeah. like he took over for me and, and that's right. Yeah, that's when it was oh, when wow. we became friends. Yep, mm-hmm. that tour was the reason Matthew is like in our band in our circle for that, and then wow. he became our guitarist. Yeah. He filled in cool. for Mike. That's crazy. So yeah. what? Uh, what? What transpired? What happened? Yeah, you got to talk about it. I don't oh, know. Yeah, he set the stage and that was it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. He was just fair. kicking it off. I um, kicked off mine. Really I'm pretty well. sure someone peed out the window naked. <laughs> um, while, while driving. No, no, no like the, the, hotel the, the hotel window. Oh, have like a, oh yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. No, no, balcony God, or just a straight window? Just what? Just straight out the window. Well, oh. do you know what floor you were on? Were you up there? They were like third floor. Oh, okay, I think. Oh, maybe second. Man, <laughs> all I've ever seen is pictures and like five second snaps of like the the night and like mm-hmm. there's like somebody in a toilet like butt naked or whatever. Yeah, Matthew yeah. Matthew uh, drinks way too much and like vampires out on the bed, <laughs> and then just like just is there all night, just like and then finally he just goes like. <laughs> opens his eyes like really wide sits up turns over and like just throws up all over gonzo's towels <laughs> and this gonzo. is while gonzo is walking out of the bathroom and he looks and he goes dude my towels <laughs> <laughs> also shout out to matthew by the way it is his birthday today it is hey. oh happy birthday and then cliffs matthew. is in like a couple days mm-hmm. wow they're both pisces mm. Damn. well happy uh birthday and happy early birthday yes or belated, depending on when they hear this. When they, yeah, hear, I guess, they I guess will definitely true. be belated when they hear this. Okay, Absolutely. Fair enough. Like a yeah. Mm-hmm. So you clearly had a you missed the shower thing, but you got to experience that and I did. a bunch of people being naked anyways. Mm-hmm. I can't get away from it. Yeah, man. right. Like yeah, everybody around you. I mean, just, it's just touring. It is. Yep. People get naked. Yep. It is. It is a part <laughs> of life. Getting naked. I mean, I mean, Casey. You haven't like toured, toured. No. So like you, you can't relate to this. Nope. No. I've, happens, I've never, man. I've never toured. It's always the the closest I got was we played one show in Jersey, Delaware, Delaware, in Delaware, and that it was. There's a story with that show actually. It was a uh, it was a show swap, um, and we got there, and um, Ryan didn't bring his ID because he oh, was a dude no. who liked to like not have pockets. And so all of his belongings were just in his hand. He'd have a wallet with 48 cards in it and his keys with 39 keys to what he doesn't know. And his phone, which also had a battery case. So his phone was this thick. 
And he just would walk around with stuff and things, and he just was a mess all the time. <laughs> and so we get all the way to Delaware, and then he's like, yeah, I don't have my wallet. Oh, honey. And and initially, <laughs> he just brought it up because it was like, you cool with like spotting me on food? And I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but um, the ID situation. He wasn't allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The bar turned him around immediately, and he was like, I'm I'm playing. And they were like, that sucks. <laughs> because we can't do shit for you. <laughs> sucks to suck. So we were like what do we do we just drove however many hours to get here and uh, it was with uh, awake at last and they came out and they were like uh, i don't know and then so we devised this plan to like i i i, I wish you snuck him i need to uh, we snuck him in i need to ask him like how we did it but there was like a some people went dis- and distracted the right people and like we snuck him in just like for our set and then he just kind of like hung out and was like all right i don't think anybody like is paying any attention anymore and we're good um, and during our set, we had uh, this elderly couple swing dance to our set, which I found hilarious. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Other people were upset about it. I was like, this is so that's funny. That's sick. That's whatever, yeah, that's dude. Kinda, like, I was like, our band is weird anyway, so like, whatever. Like, what that's are they supposed to do? They're having fun. Like, yeah, I was so like, sick. this is yeah. sick. <laughs> I always, I, I've always been like the type of person that, like, so I get like really nervous mm-hmm. um, and intense or whatever. But the moment that I see anybody reacting, singing along, uh, moshing, or just doing anything other than... Yeah, arms (laughs) crosses. Like, (laughs) you you see somebody just... I try not to do that anymore. Or I tried not to do that anymore before COVID. Um, Yeah, I used to just sit in the back and just watch, and I'm like, get involved, man. Get, get, let people it's, know you're out. I mean, there. it's it's hard. Like, it it, it, I, I usually try to stand side stage mm-hmm. if it because it's it, it's hard to get a crowd stoked and moving and everything if there's nine people. Part of me it's is just like, difficult. Part of me is like, if if I'm gonna stand and watch this, I might as well stand by the merch table and, and like multitask, like watch this <laughs> and try and sell. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, it's also the mindset you got to be into. Like, if you're there and you're playing a show and like something's going on at home, like you're. You're not going to be there all the way, yeah. you know, and um, it's the same thing with like life in general. But, you know, being able to figure out how to get out of that and just like either ignore it or just work with it, you know, like mm-hmm. going to the merch table. What's it going to be like when shows come back? Are, are there going to be no more like back of the room arm crossers because people are just going to be stoked? I, for a while. I think <laughs> it's going to be very like they're going to be numb to it. They're going to be like, yeah, and just, like, <laughs> I hope, it man, like, yeah. Like, as as I know we both are, and I know that you guys have been around for a long time also, like just going to shows, how different it used to be. Back mm. when like Old Relevant was a thing, Skate High and all those places, like it just, <laughs> there would be a hundred people there yeah. for no reason. Yep. It'd be all local bands. I a local band them. would go on stage yeah. in, yeah. in like, like in G them, Sharp yeah. and just go, and then people would start Everybody fighting and stage much, diving yeah. and, and it just was chaos. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you could be honestly a phenomenal band and it's hard to sell 30 tickets to a show or whatever it's like it's it's tough mm-hmm. yeah part of it like i think part of our allure with shows is like we're really palate cleansing you know between like pop punk and and hardcore and we the, never in really the like fit 100 oh, percent. we so. we either we either don't fit the card or like we we are the card so like it, it worked out but we would we would play between like you know pop punk band and a hardcore band yeah and or like you know there'd be like a couple of bands before us and then we'd play and just like change everything mm-hmm. change the whole mood of the place like you yep. can feel it it's it it stinks in there afterward of, of of a mood change and um it's just it's fun what are you doing a little ant um, <laughs> how the fuck you get in here get back here i can relate to that so well with with give him hellcat that it just like I, we didn't know what we were nobody knew what we were mm-hmm. and it was like we're either the heaviest band on the show as a not very heavy band or not heavy enough. 
we were never the right amount of because that's what unfortunately mattered at those shows was like uh, can can I fight to your music? No, mm-hmm. then then I'm my arms are crossed. Mm-hmm. We we had moments where we were like, do we want to write heavier <laughs> stuff? I'm like, no, let's just let's write lighter stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever, dude, mm-hmm. I don't care. Literally, just write what you want. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. We don't need to be the lighter. We don't need to be heavy. We can just let's just be us. Let's be, be us. the best us we can. Just be. Just throw yeah. down and just whatever. You know, if you want to get heavy to it, whatever. You want to just dance to it, whatever. You know. I think that's something that like the the music scene over here might just benefit from, which is exactly. having different styles. Mm-hmm. And I think exactly. you guys can you know really trailblaze that because everyone we all grew up from the same thing, like post hardcore, metalcore, like and like every, every band it, it deserves their spot for sure. Like we all we all have a reason to be here. We all have a reason to want to play. But like, if you can change your sound and if you want to play what you want to play, you know, rather mm-hmm. than what they want you to play. You, you might find something that nobody else has ever heard before, you know? That's why I always loved mixed bill shows that were mixed, that were all the way mixed yes. bill, not mm-hmm. like a hardcore show with a pop punk band. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's like it, it that, that pop, pop punk it band's going to have a hard time. So yeah. Much stuff. Yeah. And that, then people are like, I'm in, I came here with this energy. You're not providing the, the energy back. So I'm going to go smoke or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bad experience for everybody. Uh, it looks like Cam has something to say. I stand fighting for slow and melodic songs. I oh, stand yes. it. If you can, if you can pull out a good uh, melodic song or just like a good, a good riff or something, like fight to it. Whatever, just fight. Throw people off. They won't know what's coming. I stand for Cam. Any, anytime, anytime there's a circle pick going on, I always sit down in the middle and row. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that before. I've seen that before. I'm, I'm <laughs> notorious for it. I'm like. Yeah, that's my that's my call out. My yeah, there's, like there's, there's just Your an identity. energy that mm-hmm. uh, that it, it got pretty bad here um, for for a little while with some of the heavier stuff and it getting from like saying like fight that that was like kind of a joke. And then it was like uh, not nah, pe- people are like really, like really fighting yeah. and shows are getting <laughs> shut down and gears getting broken. And so I, I, I'm very curious to see what energy gets brought to these first shows that come in the you know coming months or whatever whenever things can start happening again i mean people people are not gonna know how to act it's just how it always we're is. gonna be but that, that's what i want like i'm my, not gonna know what to do either my like, favorite shows are are always the just utter chaos shows like i don't i don't I, yeah i'll be worried about or i'm not even worried about it i don't care but like getting jumped on or punched or whatever but like whenever it's just movement everything is just chaos those are always the best shows right like start to finish like the energy never wavers throughout the show because mm-hmm. people are just enjoying it the, 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 the local show that i think of uh is turnstile and uh the story so far oh geez that show was just utter movement <sighs> the entire Liquid. show and also whenever i saw the front bottoms at uh the national that was the happiest show i've ever been to it was just a crowd of the lamest people but, uh, yeah. but everybody having the best everybody was just like i'm a loser i relate to what you're saying so hard and i'm going to sing my heart out and i was like me too man like i feel you <laughs> remember i went to go see foxing and uh balance and composure in richmond on the broadberry like back in 2016 2017 mm-hmm. something like that and i remember it was really smooth you know really really Normal, you know, and and this was when Balance had their new album out, and they they played like a couple of songs from the new album, great, and then they started playing some stuff from Separated, and I was like, oh no, here we go, here we go. and I hear I see people throwing, and the, I'm like, oh man, here they come, yeah, just seeing everybody just start stage diving and throwing around, like I was just I was in the front, and I remember I'm like, here it comes, and like I felt the push, and I was like, yep, uh, I could I could time it, as soon as I and I, I could see the set list, and I'm like, I gotta watch out for for that one. Um, 
It was like the Broadberry is a great place for that. It's mm. so good. I, I love the Broadberry. I love the free water there. Like the, the they had the lemon water like in the cat. Oh yeah. It's a, oh wow. I haven't been to the Broadberry. I, I saw so, Periphery there. I, like oh, like I don't know, eight geez. years ago. Yeah, Jeez. I saw Periphery there, and that and and they they brought along this this band. Uh, uh, I think they were called Sharp Tooth or something like that. Oh yeah, and I don't know about them. They were oh, yeah. br- they were brand new. Like like mm-hmm. a Periphery had a uh, uh, they were recording in in Baltimore and. Uh, or Silver Springs or whatever with uh, with Taylor Bethesda. and yeah, or Bethesda. We, we recorded there. one of the, one of those yep. uh, what, one of those places, and they were also recording there. And I guess somebody from Periphery, I think it was Spencer, uh, just heard them and was like, "Yo, like I really like y'all. You want to come on tour?" And they were like, "Yeah, Fuck yeah." Uh, because I, I I talked to Spencer after the show, and he was like, "What do you guys think about this uh, about uh, Sharp Tooth?" And I was like, "Yo, they were they were so good. They brought so much energy." And then Periphery came on, and they sounded exactly like the album, which I was just, I've never seen anybody get that close mm. to an album, especially like that. That was when they were doing like Alpha and Omega, wasn't it? Or yeah, like- uh, Clear had just uh, come out, I think. So it was before, yeah. yeah. Oh. And and they didn't play anything from Clear. Yeah, of um, course. Unfortunately, <laughs> I really. That was like right when um, Nolly came on. Then was it? Nolly had been around for a while. Oh, okay. Nolly was on uh, P two. I don't think he was on P one. I don't remember any of Periphery's past. Mm. I don't <laughs> Did you have you heard their most recent album? Oh, uh, Blood Eagle, right? Yeah, it's yeah, I have. Yeah, it, it, I, I gave it once. Hail Stand. I, I, I feel one. the same way. Yeah, hey, hey, Hail Stand. That's yeah. 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 Blood Eagle was like this song rips, and then I I got over it. Mm-hmm. Reptile, I think, is a phenomenal. song. Honestly, Reptile, I can listen to that and be just happy with that release. Yeah, that, listen to the sixteen minutes I of Reptile completely. and say, all right, that was a good album. Being <laughs> a bass, being a bass player and hearing the tone and select difficulty, it it, it will never. Be anything different, and I will never have anything else to base my tone. What my tone needs to sound that's like. It. That. And, that's and it. drums all also all that that mix nickel. that mix in general was the, the best mix they've had. Mm. They they went down in, in Mu- my no opinion. music in general plateaued after that. Yeah, I yeah. Well, it's like tone. That that's that, it. that, that was it. Had, uh, Marigold is on that album, yes. which is arguably one of their best songs. But man, that mix, that the drums are so it's the perfect amount of just natural huge drums mixed to clarity. Mm. It's they went so to town good. on those top toms. Just how they, like, <laughs> like, they, you have no idea how many how many sounds the top toms have. Like, well, I mean, and I like it, like for select difficulty, first song. Where it starts with just the blast on the snares mm. and all the snare sounds oh, yeah, phenomenal. Like, and it's just yeah. like it's so good. Off the rip, you're in. like, all right, well, that snare go. sounds really fucking good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so y'all liked all all of that. How did you feel about uh Bring Me's most recent release? Have you guys heard it? I yes, love Bring Me's I love new it. releases. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good. It's <laughs> yeah. I have it as my my favorite album of twenty twenty. Came out at the very end, but still my favorite album of that year. I think my favorite album of the year was um pine groves marigold that was that was my go-to that, I that one it. i know that's the left field one uh yeah um they just uh it's just an indie band that's just from new jersey and they just it's sound really good. amazing like just, you ever just just nailed it whole vibe. yeah it's yeah. just it's it sounds like road country indie song and it's just like country emo it's just country so, well, emo all righty the guy who the guy who sings in the band he, apparently his his dad wrote the jg wentworth Single <laughs> supposedly that's that. So it's catchy. Allegedly. It's jingly and catchy. Yeah, fantastic I, I actually song heard about it through Twitter, and like Tyler told me before as well. Like he had he had somebody he knew from I think Sorority Noise told tell you or tell John and then tell you. Um, no, I actually I stumbled upon Pine Grove in a in a playlist. 
I know, but I remember like them telling you about. Oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude from Sorority Noise. Sorority Noise. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. But, but yeah, going back on Bring Me the Horizon, like I, I dug that one. That I was, like Ammo a little more. Ammo's good, but I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah. Whoa. I love Casey. You almost sounded offended. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, different different albums for different people. Different strokes. I, I different definitely folks. Ammo was fine. Um, I I really like Nihilus Blues for some reason. That song mm-hmm. just like it, it's a, the weirdest song, but mm-hmm. man, is it good. Mm-hmm. But I Medicine just was mine. Nothing has blown me away like Bring Me's uh, like uh, post uh, post survival horror, post human right. survival horror. Ooh. Like I every single song on that album, I was like. What the oh. fuck? It's so good. I like Ludens, but I like the live in Japan Vivo on mm-hmm. YouTube. Oh. That is like that just makes everything come together and just full circle. And it's like, have you seen all of the uh, the like I don't know webisodes or whatever you would call it that they did uh, on their YouTube page? No. no, they 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 documented basically all of it because they started recording Parasite Eve before. Or started like writing it and recording it before uh, uh, COVID happened. Oh, and so they have that like they have that filmed of them just like yeah, we're, we're just writing where we're trying you know sometimes meeting up sometimes over facetime and then COVID happened and like you get to see them go through that transition it's really well documented it's mm. cool it's all on their youtube i would definitely recommend it right i think every band now like when they're doing big albums i think periphery hat does does a documentary do, for every yeah every time every time don Broker's doing that right don now Broker yeah they are. Are they're, they really? they're literally like two minute like episodes yep. but there's like 15 of them mm-hmm. it's perfect it's crazy because like i feel like i'm watching like some uh some like british comedy with the dry humor it's like they're embodying yeah. it because they yep. know that like their american audience especially like they're gonna dig that because it's so fucking weird. Exactly, it's so asymmetrical. It makes me so happy that a band like Don Broco is as big as they are it, anywhere, mm. uh, but especially uh, how big they are in in Europe. It's just like because they're so weird. Mm. It, but it, bands being that weird and being that big just gives me so much hope for mm. music in general. It's like okay, cool. I, a band like that can play arenas. Yeah, like, I love their drum work so much. Like mm-hmm. uh, every time I hear technology, like I have to snap my finger and like I've gotten my <laughs> fingers so strong from just that snap just because I turn up the music loud and just play the snap. Like, I got to hear like it a, over. Oh my, that is oh, impressive. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be a good snap on the, on the, the podcast. Too. Sample that. Good. <laughs> um, Ooh, so album of the year, 2020, what was yours? Album of the year. Oh man. Um, Kind of throwing it at you, but oh yeah, yeah. I had my. I knew he was going to ask. I had my answer ready. To be honest, it was the new The Neighborhood album. Oh, also one I haven't heard. Um, I really loved it. the The visuals were there, but I I don't know why it just hit for me. Like the, all of the new Neighborhood. So that's the uh, the Chip Chrome one. I heard Chip, and I thought Skylark. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, Chip that's Skylark. My, my shiny teeth in me is all I want to hear. Like I just want to hear that again. Uh, we talked about it last night, but did you come up with anything else? I mean, I I was I was supposed to go through my like year and rewind, like re- year and review, and but I mean, I I guess post team is probably my best. It's like yeah, like I listened to the singles over the summer when they released them, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's one of the times where I was like super stoked for the release. Like I was mm. super stoked for what the rest of the songs gonna sound like, and they just they just didn't disappoint. So mm. I wasn't until Obey, Ludens was fine, Parasite Eve. I was like, this is. Really cool. I thought the video was really interesting, but whenever I heard Obey, I was like, "Oh, all right." The music video with Obey was the like, music video was so sick. Dude, every I time I watch a music video now, I'm just like, "Wow, how'd they do that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why, but I love that. the the drum fill in the in the chorus. Like, it's just so simple, but it was like, "Do do 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 do," and it comes. Back oh again. yeah, it's like so simple, but for some reason, it just like it hits for me. Like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's certain really stuff well that just flows. It was the funny because right like 
um, the in in the the downbeat podcast by Craig Reynolds, he talked to Jordan, um, who you know produces all their music, and it was funny because it was before they even mentioned the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, "Yeah, man, we just we just don't dig them. We just don't write metal anymore." Mm-hmm. And then they fucking come <laughs> out with the EP, and you're just like, yep. the first song is Dear Diary," and you're like, "You fucking liar." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> way too much. Um, yeah, I mean, for for me, it, it has to be uh, that. Like I said before, that has to be the album. Um, I I I don't though. I don't think they were gonna do anything new. Uh, 2020's biggest tragedy being uh, My Chemical Romance not being able to fulfill mm. any of their shows. I almost saw. Obviously, kidding. Not not live. the biggest tragedy. Tra- tragedy, but I I remember we we got tickets to see Dance Gavin dance, and I was. I was pretty devastated that got show. canceled. And then it got rescheduled because they were like, yeah, we're going to come back in October. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, psyched. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Afterburner was Afterburner, so yes. good. I, mean, I still listen to it. And uh, they got a Tree City Sessions out now, oh, which geez. I love that. That's a good one. So Definitely. live recordings. Well, hopefully we'll get to see some of these some of these bands this year or at least next year. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, we'll, we'll, we'll see I know. Fall's looking like it. There we could have a good fall. Mm-hmm. It's looking in the good. US. Yeah. It, it, so. It's a potential. It's yeah. definitely gotta you got to cross your fingers gotta and yeah. toes, and you got to keep washing your hands and get the vaccine. <laughs> get it back out there. All get that the vaccine. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two shots if you can. Do it. Please do. Do it. Yeah, like yeah. Just we have to just hope, but like also prepare if if things don't work well, yeah. which is I feel like everyone's doing with writing music and hope for the just, best, prepare for the worst. Exactly. That's how it is. I think, I think my life just doesn't change. I I I've been home, I work home from home so I just I I was up there I came down here. <laughs> I wish buildings could get built by me not coming in, but that's <laughs> that's, that's just not how it works. Just, yeah, it's all computer work for me. Yeah, like but uh, yeah, uh, it seems like a good place to to close it out. Is there anything that you guys anything else you want to promote? Anything else you want to maybe announce something else? You know, up to y'all. Do 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 you're what the, you want. You're 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 in charge here. You the hoss. You the boss. The big cheese. You the big cheese. Nah. The big that, kahuna. That, I, think, I think we're good. I think we kind of covered everything that we yeah. wanted to talk about. Um, really stoked to release the music and just hope everybody enjoys it. Like, That's really about it. Hell yeah. I mean, uh, Algorithms, great song, great video. Thank you. Uh, it's going to be out by, by the time this comes out, so go watch it. We'll, uh, we'll link to everything on our socials and we'll have, <laughs> we'll have your socials. Uh, <laughs> just look at them and you'll understand why I'm laughing. I'm not going to call it out now. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- thank you guys so much for for being here, um, and Thanks thank for you everybody for for, for listening. Uh, tune in next week. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you so much. Later, y'all. <laughs>